Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Today's episode is titled Advocators Unite. So uh, I really want us to focus on what is our thinking around our advocacy issues. Okay, so this isn't about whether you should advocate or not and which movements you should advocate for or anything like that. This is looking at your thinking behind your desire to advocate. Okay, some of you have a desire to advocate for issues and some of you don't. I'm not here to tell you one way or the other. I'm saying if you feel that um, uh, inclination to advocate, I want you to listen to this episode. Okay, so there are many major kind of movements to advocate for right now as I'm recording this. Um, As I was just, you know, coming up with the three biggies in my world, my awareness, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement has been, you know, increasingly Uh, more important in our society. Um, My background experience and and current reality in early childhood, uh, there's a lot of advocacy efforts that we're we're trying to help families and children. uh, And and so COVID was really harsh on the early childhood world. So we're trying to um, advocate and say, actually, what we do is really important. Uh, And then also uh, inclusionary practices. I'll, I'll just say that, that all across different systems and things, people are having conversations around uh, more inclusive practices. Okay. So when you notice a problem, an issue or a challenge, and it's hurting people, right? Many people step up into this place of advocacy. And that is amazing right? There's so many different ways that 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 might, you know, prove to be true for you. Uh, Maybe a protest, maybe a letter to Congress, a petition, you know, voting is a way to do that as well. Maybe getting out on social media, going to a speaking event. There's so many different opportunities to advocate. Even just having one-to-one conversations, right? And I've noticed something as I've become very observant uh, around these movements and, and advocacy efforts for years, actually, I've noticed that there's something that helps and hinders kind of energetically. Okay. So before I jump into that, I just want to remind you that, um, the energy that you do something in is the energy that it's received. And this is backed by science and research. So if you do something from a place of love, someone will feel that love. Okay. If someone, um, uh, you know, brings you flowers and you feel loved by the flowers, chances are they're doing it out of love. If they bring you flowers and you feel like, oh, this is a big checkbox, chances are they're not putting a lot of loving energy into that. They are looking at it as a checkbox. Okay. Also, Ralph Waldo Emerson, where your focus goes, your energy flows. So the thing that you're focusing on and the energy that you're doing something in, that's how it's going to be received. So it's not just about what issues do I advocate for? What format do I take? What is the most helpful? What is the quote unquote right thing to do? Okay. If you're going to advocate, there are three things that you need to know. And you need to know these before you go out to advocate. So if you've already been doing those, just pause check yourself on these three things. I guarantee you that if you do this, it's going to make you a much more positive and effective advocator. Okay. So the first thing is I want you to understand that you as a person are safe. Okay. 
you are safe. Now, most advocators are kind of outside the problem or uh, they've been in the problem, but they're not anymore. Maybe they've, you know, come out of it for whatever reason, or they're not as severely affected. Um, they somehow feel now that they have power and awareness and privilege to stand up. Okay. So for example, if you are uh, an advocate for um, women who've been through domestic violence and you've come through that situation and you're advocating for that now. You may have been in that position, but now because you've grown through that and you've had increases in awareness, you were able to advocate for other people. So you are safe. You are safe. So when you're advocating for someone else who may be smack dab in the middle of that situation, we're not talking about your safety. Okay. You can absolutely be passionate about that, but I want you to know that you are safe because a lot of times people who are advocating, I see this in early childhood all the time. We've got a lot of people who have had a past of, of child abuse and neglect and poverty, and they're serving children and families who are in that situation and they can empathize. And sometimes they pick up on those feelings and they also have, you know, some unprocessed trauma for themselves and they forget that I am safe. This is not about me. And here's the reason why, because when you know that you're safe, you can advocate smart and not blindly fight. Because if you feel that you are unsafe, like you're that kid again, you're that person who's gone through domestic violence, you're, you're, you're going to get tunnel vision, right? But if you're safe, if you know that I'm safe, you can see the bigger picture. So definitely work on you. Okay. That's the first one. You are safe. Okay. Number two, we want to express our emotions wisely and encourage other people to do so. There can be a lot of emotions around whatever you're advocating for, right? Some people, <laughs> the emotions that they have really get in the way. Now, I'm not saying the emotions are not important. I actually think they're extremely important. They give us lots of information. Okay. Um, they, they, they really help us. Um, I, I actually go through a five step, uh, strategic planning process. And the second step is always acknowledging what emotions do we have about the problem. Okay. So the emotions are coming and they're sitting at the table with us as we're discussing this, the emotions are coming to the riot. The emotions are, you know, in our letter to Congress, the emotions are there. So let's acknowledge that they're there. We just want to make sure that we're expressing them wisely so that we can actually get to our end result. Okay. And the emotions are not just anger. You know, maybe you have frustration, you have overwhelm, you have stress. Maybe you have some of those same emotions. Um, if you're, if you have a past of whatever it is you're advocating for. Okay. So we want to identify the emotion. We want to acknowledge that it's there. And then we want to say, okay, what do I want to do with this? And is the emotion going to be helpful in my, my process or is it going to hinder it? And we can also share our emotions with others and allow them to share those as well. I highly recommend that. And when you, you advocate, you know, you, you definitely want to help them feel your passion, right? 
but we want to make sure that, that it is done in such a way that it gets our point across. Because a lot of times people will go out and advocate and they're so passionate and they have so many expressed emotions that have not been kind of tempered that um, people are not listening. They're only listening to your emotions and they're waiting for the rational part of your brain to kick in. Okay? So I'm not saying emotions aren't helpful. They're actually extremely helpful. But we want to put them in the right place. And then the third thing is kind of related. It's tempered anger. Tempered anger. So oftentimes we're advocating because we want to protect um, the protection of or the protection for others. Okay? So... It's angering to see people that are not being helped in some sort of way. You know, people are not getting what they need. They need, they're really struggling, right? It, it can be angering, whether you've gone through that experience yourself or not. And your anger is valid, okay? Your anger is valid and useful. However, <laughs> anger can be turned into an out-of-control forest fire, that destroys a lot of things in its path or it can be turned into this like slow burn that helps um, fields and woods kind of release seeds from plants to nourish uh, many for lifetimes. Do you want to be an out of control forest fire that people have to fight against or do you want to be a slow burn that is really nourishing that people appreciate? That's up to you. Your untempered anger does nothing to help other people. It actually hurts your cause and can often cause more damage in, in the people that you're trying to protect. So absolutely advocate. And remember, you are safe. Express your emotions wisely. Temper your anger. So listen, I also want to clarify here. I'm not saying be less than in any way, okay? I'm not saying have less passion about that or do less things. I am not saying that at all. I'm saying let's start uh, playing smarter and not harder, okay? So examine where you're at with these three things and ask yourself, you know, and, and you might even consider this if you're going to go to some sort of advocacy effort. Check all three of these before you go so that you're in the best place energetically so that when you go in to advocate, people hear you and they're inspired and impacted by you. Okay? Don't be an out-of-control forest fire. Get yourself under control. Focus and actually make some difference. Okay? All right. Happy advocating. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.